Hey everyone, welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wissaken High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I hope everyone is having a happy and safe holiday season. And while we celebrate, get vaccinated, get boosted, I thought I'd take this time to give you a special episode that has only aired on YouTube. This is the 90s Movies Club. Myself, Kelly Brooke Martin, and Chrissy DeGroote, both previous guests on this show, were watching The Skulls, starring Joshua Jackson and Paul Walker. This is after my podcast with Kelly Brooke, but before I'd ever done one with Chrissy DeGroote. So this was actually Chrissy's first time doing any sort of podcast with We Weren't Friends in High School. So sit back and enjoy, and I'll see everyone in 2022. <laughs> Did you guys know there's a Skulls 2 and 3? did see that. I haven't watched them. Who's in them? They can't be like, good. Who's watch them one night. I have nothing else going on. <laughs> oh, I couldn't I, I couldn't tell at all. Um, I could probably go back and look at them, but I, I didn't even recognize like the main actor in the picture, so I have no idea who it is. <laughs> well, that's like there's a cruel intentions too, right? Yeah. There's like yeah. all those 90s movies, which I think at the end we're going to have to figure out what's the next what's the next Joshua Jackson movie. Well, you absolutely. Know. There's so you the affair. Yeah, I'm watching that. Have you? I have no, but I looked at pictures and I think I do need to watch it. <laughs> okay, are you watching um, Little Fires Everywhere? No, not yet. Oh, oh, you both need to watch Little Fires Everywhere. So that's yeah, Reese yeah. Witherspoon, Carrie oh. Washington. Yes, I know you're talking. Oh my god, Washington is like insane in this. It's so good, and it takes place. So it takes place in the '90s, like when we were in high school. So her kids, Reese Witherspoon's kids, are our age. Like we were in high school. So it's kind of cool to see her because she was in like you know what was that creepy movie? She was Fear when we were in high school, right? Yep. It's her, and then Joshua Jackson is her husband. So they like nailed it with our like getting. Like us, you know, our people. <laughs> Guys, is this is a picture of the affair. Okay, I gotta watch it too. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've never, you, did you, you just read about it, Kelly? You haven't watched it yet? I feel like you told me about it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm a little behind in life. That's okay. So I never finished the final season because it gets weird at the very end, but it's gone like six, seven seasons. Oh, is this what What's he looked about? like the whole time? Sign me up. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, he's in it the whole time. It's so good. Yeah, he's that dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> he is He is pretty dreamy, and he's kind of always been pretty dreamy. Like, I think, Kelly, you said it in the, in the podcast that, like, since the Mighty Ducks, like, we pretty much... <laughs> like, he has a little baby face, but he's still... <laughs> I mean, I had a crush on him back then. And then, guys... He was so hot in Dawson's Creek. I don't have Mighty Ducks prepared, but yeah. <laughs> Kelly, where do you live? I live in Berwyn, so okay. like near Paoli. Yeah, you're oh, in the sure. city, right? Uh, yeah, I am not far from Brad at all. Oh, I'm if like you social distancing. You guys should have. I know. Well, I always figure I'm like, oh, Brad will call me when he's got like a bunch of cancellations and he just needs somebody who can like run over and do it. I'm always like, he'll just call me whenever yeah. it's like last minute. Um, oh, because. You what you were going to be the like the snow like we're in a blizzard this is legit i think i took this out of other podcasts and i probably said it a couple times because i don't want to make you feel bad but i was legit just kind of waiting i assumed it was going to snow really bad at some point this winter and i wasn't going to be able to get people to come down so i figured yeah. that'd be a great time for you kevin rogers yeah. uh, like <laughs> but then it never ever snowed i know we had like the mildest winter but that's hilarious because when you started the podcast I was like oh well Brad lives like really close to me so he'll probably just call me in whenever it's like nobody can show up for something or whatever because I can just walk over there <laughs> okay. exactly That's he's very close to that she <laughs> hmm. just saw Kevin Rogers for the first time like two weeks no actually it was like mid-March I saw him in mid-March like I he lives not far away from me at all and it was the first time I've seen him I run into him randomly at times but it's been a little bit yeah. It's always well, at an event. Oh, okay. And you're, well, you're in the Italian market, right? Like you're on 9th Street. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine you probably run into people more than I do because I'm sort of, I mean, I'm not far from you. I'm on 13th. Well, I ran into you. Last time yeah. I saw you was out here. <laughs> yes. It was at um, Toludos. Yeah. <gasps> Toludos. It brings everyone together. Oh. Guys, look at my glass. It Where'd you get that? that for you. Skull. So when I was, ooh, you can't see it. <laughs> When I was in marketing, um, when I left my marketing job where I worked on the neuro portfolio, so any broken bone in the head, they gave me this. And I was looking for a glass and I was like, oh my gosh, my school glass. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. I have it on right now. He's just getting initiated into, he's got to run around the campus right now. Did you guys see this in the theater? I don't think I did. I feel like I did. But my memory obviously isn't great. I had the DVD and I watched it all the time. All the time. How long ago, how long ago did you buy it on DVD? Ooh, so I must have had it either junior or senior year because I feel like I watched it a lot senior year when I had a TV in my room when I was living on the first floor in my mom's house. Okay. That's kind of like where I remember having like a whole bunch of DVDs and like just like watching because we didn't like have cable in my house <laughs> so it was like it was dvds or nothing <laughs> it had to be senior year then because it came out in 2000 okay so it, it had, had to be been senior had year. To be senior year yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i think i was at my dad's house junior year and i was my mom's house senior year so that would make that would make sense but yeah that was like i had like a stack of movies that i always watched and that was one of them and i don't feel like it was a very popular movie at the time i don't think that a lot of people like knew about it there were a lot of like teen movies that, and kelly and i were kind of talking about that well i think that's how we got into this was because we were talking about like katie, katie holmes movies like um mm -hmm. oh um, the, the one you talked about i know that movie the disturbed the, one uh yeah was it disturbia oh, yeah, Something like that. Song. yeah flagpole sitta oh <laughs> i remember that movie I remember Cruel Intentions was huge. You've already talked about that. Um, Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues oh, was huge. Oh, yeah. I don't That's want your life. <laughs> Box. So all, the, all of the, um, like, all of the Dawson's Creek guys were kind of doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Michelle Williams hit her peak much later, which she, she, like, knocked it out of the ballpark when she did. Yeah. With Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain, and then everything since then. She's just been like, but I feel like she was kind of um, always on that path. Like I felt when she was on Dawson's Creek, like the way they took her character, that she probably had a lot of say in her character because it wasn't as cheesy. Very, yeah, it wasn't as typical. Yeah, she yeah. sort of went a different direction, and it you could kind of like see it in her, in her performance and stuff. And I always like just really liked her as an actress because I feel like she's very aware and she's very quick and she's smart. And that kind of comes across in like everything that she does. Well, yeah, she was street smart on the, <laughs> on the show, right? She was like yes. a very street smart character who's had sex and- Yeah. Well, I think they also like went the wrong way i feel like they were they had brought her in thinking she was going to be this like sex pot character that everybody loved but oh. then it turned out there you go that joey was the one that everybody thought was like the pretty one and she michelle williams sort of got like a different got to go a different way and i think it was better for her that way to be yeah like not the you know pretty blonde stereotypical new girl type thing she kind of got to go another way yeah hey. I guess uh, uh, Katie Holmes was much more of like the Kelly Kapowski of yeah. Dawson's Creek. And she's supposed to be like the girl next door who like, yeah, you think is cute, but like she sort of, Katie Holmes kind of took it a whole different level. You know, they weren't expecting her to be like as desired as she ended up being and liked as she was. Disturbing behavior. That's what it is. <laughs> so, but I can't really think of like Joshua Jackson movies during the Dawson, like prior to the Dawson's Creek era, besides Mighty Ducks, but I know he's done other, other movies in between all of those. Google his IMDb page because I'm sure it's there somewhere. He has because he had, I mean, he had like a whole cult following. Like I feel like girls our age loved him. Yeah, but I think that was all Dawson's Creek. Once you hit those teeny bop, what were those magazines called where I would buy them? Oh, 
Yes, um, like Teen Beats and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Joshua Jackson and Andrew Keegan and Devin Swawa, whatever his name is. Sawa. Sawa. He was cute Devin until he was like 16, and then nobody liked him anymore. Okay, he so he... Oh, he and like Little... Jo was he a Little Giants? Yeah. No. No, Little Known Facts. Yes, he was. Devin Saw was in Little Giants. Yes, yes he was. was like, he's the kid. Yeah. I auditioned for Little Giants. Shut up. Yeah. What? So wait, was Joshua Jackson in Cruel Intentions? Because yes. his IMDb says he was. Yes, he's the kid that like... He's like the kid that's like needling Ryan Philippe. He's like his villain friend. I think that like tells him like, oh, I think he's like, you should sleep with her or something. Okay, we got we got to watch that one next then Maybe because we pretty much one. we've pretty much named his entire. Yeah, why didn't we watch that one too? Brad, next. Urban legend. Did you find that you auditioned for Little Giants. Is that what you just said? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I auditioned for Little Giants when I was a kid. Uh, Did you? Yeah. For two different roles. One was for Hot Hands Haynes. Oh, yes. Yes. And the yes. other was for the nerdy kid that's like the, the coach, the manager that's like in the tie that comes up with the that, annexation of Puerto Rico, wherever that is. Oh, the Hot Hands guy when he like gets his hands stuck and he just does that like. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's, I, I auditioned for that. Oh, how did you, did you do a lot of acting when you were a child? Uh, I mean, I was in, like, the world of attempting to child act. Yeah. Okay. But uh -huh. I never, like, I didn't get, like, huge parts. I modeled, like, it always came with modeling. That's why we ended up in, um, we ended up in drama, we did that drama camp together. Because I right. was actually, like, modeling and acting at that age. And I had a manager for, like, a year, two years, something like that. But as I got older, I just never got parts that I wanted. The biggest thing I got was, like, I got a commercial with Jerry Stackhouse when he was on the Sixers for Habitat for Humanity. And I did a, I did an exhibit at the Touch Museum where I was like, I was the kid at the farm where you walk into like this giant bus and you, it's a touch screen and you press where you want the bus to go and the bus will animate and go to like the city or to the suburbs or to the farm. And when you hit the farm, I'm there running, running around and playing freeze tag with kids and, doing oink oink with pigs and shit like that, that and so funny yeah so that's like that's like the height i made and so you go on these auditions like i would go to, i went to new york and auditioned for nickelodeon okay. i auditioned for some movie with lewis gossett jr um i was gonna say where did you audition for little giants was that new york philadelphia so i used to go was to it? John, philadelphia yeah i used to go to john robert powers okay and so they were like a modeling agency and they would do acting and and modeling and all that and so they hooked up the audition and that's where it did it, it was a tape audition you said uh, okay gotcha interesting no that's yeah. so funny i didn't get it so well can we see these commercials <laughs> somewhere what's that the commercial yeah so friends have looked for this like endlessly they've googled like every combination of my of like habitat for humanity jerry stackhouse philadelphia they can't find it anywhere. Hmm. I've got the tape for the um, for the Please Touch Museum stuff. Um, I'm actually looking at it. So I might upload that stuff. Yeah. So no one went to the theater to see it except for me. No, I I went. Um, I'm pretty sure that I, because the rowing aspect. Brad, yeah, so where does this, so this takes place in like that time. But like, what school is this? What college is Yale. this? Is this it's Yale. Yale? Yeah. Okay. I took some notes, but I took like very loose notes. Yeah. Yeah. It's Just Yale. to help the conversation um, flow. And yeah. they say Apparently you... I had this for rowers at this time. So I'm pretty sure I saw this in the movie theater. Okay. Oh. Um, and I'm just going to call him Joshua Jackson. I don't, I don't care what his name is in the, sh in the movie. Yeah. I don't even, Luke? What, Luke? His name is Luke. Yeah. It is Luke. Yeah. Um, so they like do this whole like scene setting with the, with the skulls to like give you this, to tell you like historically presidents yeah. and senators and everything. So you're automatically supposed scene? to think it's real. What's that? Like the background of the scene, isn't it that when they're like all standing there telling you the history? 
No, at the very beginning, he's talking about the very beginning when they're like walking down the street and they're like, there it is, the skulls, and like, it's a frat house. Oh, wow, you really did take notes. Okay, we're starting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) At the beginning, Kelly. Um, But it is, that always was funny to me because I was like, oh, if it's so secret, why is there like frat house in the middle? Yeah. There's so many things about this that were very, and I guess that's 90s movies, were so movie like, this makes no sense. Why would you Mm -hmm. do this? Yeah, this and it's more a of a lifetime we're movie. Call you when you're with other people and make you yeah. run out of the room so no one questions anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they like it's they don't do a good. And then, like, I really laughed so hard that time around because I was like, they give them that giant key that they're supposed to have, and it's like literally like this big. <laughs> like, so they're supposed to carry around this giant key on their necks and like no one's supposed to see it. <laughs> That's the struggle I go through when I have to buy cell phones and they're huge. And I just go, where am I going to put this thing? It's huge. (laughs) I can't fit this in my pocket. Everyone's going to see it. Are there cell phones in this movie? There aren't, right? They're in a cell phone. No, he's on a cordless phone right now, but no cell phones. He's he's definitely on his cordless phone. But one thing's for sure. He's definitely poor. They they stress that. They they gloss over it though that they're like oh his dad died and his mom or his mom died and his dad's unknown so who raised this kid who got him into Yale wolves, wolves. <laughs> yeah like like he's yeah. always well Joshua Jackson is really good at getting cast as the underdog or yeah. like the like you know the rough side of the tracks kid and like hey, yeah. yes oh my know? god every single role he has he's like you know the the poor kid with the like street smarts who's gonna make it and like. You're totally right. Oh my God, Charlie Conway, he's got a single mom. He lives in a tiny apartment. Yep. Pacey is poor. He lives like Mm -hmm. on the docks with his with his whore sister. Yeah. (laughs) Like on a boat or something, right? Yeah. yeah. And he he works on That's why you love him. Yeah, he makes you love they make you love him because he's you want to root for him. He's the underdog. Even in the affair, he's the he's the like the townie with the drinking problem and the shit family. I gotta watch the show. Oh, <laughs> See, it's so it's bad. Very, very good. It's uh, we'll talk more about it later. It's very, very good. Well, in Little Fires Everywhere, he is not. He is like a high fancy lawyer married mm-hmm. Therese Witherspoon. So he okay. is not at all this the same kind of character. And he's very he's not as much in the show. He's he's there, he's present, but he's not a main. Like it's focused on Carrie Washington okay. and Reese Witherspoon. But you know, it's nice no, to see him pop in. You've yeah. got to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> we okay. got time. Yeah, we know, right? Can we talk about Paul Walker for a minute? I for, like, sure. we all thought yes. PC was hot. Yeah, I still call him PC. But, like, Paul Walker. Paul Walker was, like, hands down one of the most gorgeous men. Like, mm. I want to say of all time in, like, Hollywood. He is gorgeous. And I completely Those forgot that he was even in this movie until he walked back on the, on the screen. I was like, oh, yeah. Right, Paul Walker's in this movie. Like I always just remember Pacey, Joshua Jackson, but like Paul Walker's in it, and he's actually—I mean, he's a sweet character in it. You can tell he's kind of young too, and like you know, his whole like battling with his dad, who of course Craig T. Nelson, love him. It was that coach. Yes, <laughs> coach. Mm-hmm. Love. Oh, right now, right now they're in that room, the war room. Oh, that that. Oh. Yeah, and like they do obviously have a lot of money if they're putting all these kids in coffins and waking them up and making them, you know, like they like have like floating it's so coffins. <laughs> it's so over dramatic. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and right now, actually, the scene I wanted to talk about—they're branding them on their wrists. You know, so they brand them and then they make them put the watch. Right on the fucking oh, yeah, no one will notice any. <laughs> Everyone's like, going oh, no, to no. in a secret society. Yeah, but we're not going to put any alcohol on this so that you don't no. get any type of infection or anything. We're just going to slap a watch on top of that open wound. <laughs> um, <sighs> crewing. So, Kelly, you said you know about crewing? Rowing, yeah. Crew, Is it called crewing. rowing or crewing? I'm trying to Well, be- it's crew, but I don't think it's called crewing. You'd say rowing or crew. But they, but they don't row, they crew. I think it's crew team isn't it crew yeah Yeah, it's like crew team but the actual sport is rowing I mean I don't know that I would claim a lot about it I 
spent some weekends down on Kelly Drive watching. The regatta? Yeah. What are they yelling? They're so mean. Like, it seems so mean, the screaming. About the coxswain in the front? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, but how awesome would it be to be that, like, they're all really little. Like, I was like, I should have been a coxswain. Kelly, you Uh. totally could have been. You were so (laughs) little. Like, you easily could have been one of those. So little now, like Brad, Brad, well, neither of you knew me in elementary school. I was so little. When I was in fifth grade, I went to the library and the kinder, uh, the um, librarian said, honey, who's your kindergarten teacher? And I was in fifth grade. And then I was a safety and I would walk this little girl to the um, bus who was in kindergarten and she used to pick me up and carry me around the classroom. Like my kindergarten kindergartner student that I would walk to the bus stop as a fifth grader. She used to just pick me up and carry me around. Oh my god. Yeah. You're a little itty bitty thing. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> maybe I should have been a coxswain. Um, I mean, I don't know much about the sport. I never my did favorite, it. My favorite thing that he yelled was ass to ankles. Ass to Which ankles. It made sense. Yeah. It made sense. Ass to ankles. And you know, like, the yeah. feet move back and it's mostly all your... um yeah so did you did you find that scene believable then because like you know um I mean I find I'm Brad you can probably attest to some of this like having an acting background Mm -hmm. is you're like if you understand something like if me and you Kelly were to watch a lacrosse team in a movie playing we could pick it apart easily because we would know like that's not how you cradle a ball that's not how you know you she would have gotten checked for that she would have gotten whatever we know all the rules but like Looking at that, did that look because it looked realistic to me, like when they yeah. were in the race and rowing, That's what and it they were like, yeah. yeah, it looked like uh, they did a really good job. I've never seen anyone like jump out of the boat dramatically because their oar broke, <laughs> but, <laughs> but and I don't drop know. your oar, George, drop yeah. your oar. Yeah, um, but that's totally exactly what the races are like, and we're everyone's violent. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely like very realistic. Yeah, and, you gotta wonder um, who they brought in to do that that scene like if they brought in actual college like athletes to do it you know or if they brought in like teams or like you know rec people yeah. who do it like recreationally like who they brought in to do that scene i love to see the making of documentary to see like <laughs> the like the like the the method acting that joshua jackson went through yes. and hill harper and hill harper to be to be rowers and like <laughs> for like demi moore when she did strip tease she's like I like hung out with strippers for like mm-hmm. six weeks and like practice stripping. I want to understand their lifestyle. Like Joshua Jackson, like I got to get inside their mind. <laughs> he like hung out at Yale for a month trying <laughs> to like weasel his way into frat parties and stuff. <laughs> I, while I was watching this, I texted one of my good friends. Now our kids went to preschool together. She rode at Princeton um and her husband also rode so I texted her I was like I'm watching the schools and I'm thinking of you and she's like oh my god I wanted to be part of a secret society so bad um <laughs> are there any for women or is no, it just men I don't, you, is this actually true like do these things exist I don't even I know. think so I think they do exist I don't know that's what they say right this is about this is this is the type of thing that George Bush like George Bush yes. belongs to yes. this they say um well, that was going to be my question, though. That's literally was my question to ask you guys because I wasn't in a fraternity. I didn't know anything about Greek life um, outside of like Steve Sanders and nine hundred two and zero. So, were you guys? Did you guys rush? Were you guys in a sorority or any type of like honor society, academic thing, or anything like that? Kelly, you can go first. I mean, I went to Elizabethtown. We didn't have any Greek life. Our homecoming. Um, game was with a soccer team because we didn't have a football team so no I mean (laughs) none of that (laughs) I basically went to another high school so (laughs) oh that's so funny (laughs) I went to school in the south I don't know if you guys know I went to um coastal Carolina and I was in South Carolina um for five years so they down there they can't have sororities technically they do we only had three at my school but like you can't, you can't live more than four girls in a house because it's considered a brothel in the song. So we weren't allowed to do that. So like you had to kind of be in different houses. With saying that, my first week at Coastal, I did get poached by two um, sororities and a 
uh, lacrosse sorority too. And I said no to all of them. So they didn't want to do it. Why not? Um, I kind of like having, a, I had a really, really good social life in, in high school. Like I hung out and did a lot. I went out a lot and I did a lot of good stuff. And when I went to college, I was like kind of tired and I sort of wanted to like step back a little bit and not really be in like a huge social um, aspect. Like I kind of wanted to focus a little bit more on like, cause I had to work when I was in college and I was in theater. So I did a lot of like, you know, shows and things like that. So the theater crowd itself is like a whole other world, <laughs> completely different world. Um, but I really didn't want to make that my life at college. I kind of wanted to have my own life. Now, what if a sorority could offer you $20,000 in your bank account? Yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> I, think, mm -hmm. I think, and especially at that time, I would have done it. Because <laughs> that's the interesting thing about like Joshua Jackson in this is that he's the nice kid, right? He pretty much the whole time, other, well, in the beginning, once he gets in, he gets a big head. But in general, he's, I mean, he's our protagonist. So he's, yeah. he's the nice guy. But then at the same time, he's so kind of like, well, joining the skulls is going to fix all my problems because my problem is that I'm not rich. I don't have the money that other people do. And so I've got a row to make it through yeah. school. Like, that's what his problem is. It's so, I don't know. That's, that's his mountain to climb. He's poor. <laughs> He's a poor white kid at Yale. <laughs> but was that all of our, like, I mean, was that all of our, our how small our world? Well, that's the funny thing is yeah. that you were kind of done with that. But I wonder what, I'd love to see the backstory and what his, on his character in high school was he not a partier did he not well, no, it was those kids you remember the, the you remember the, uh, um, the kids yeah. that he gets to help him again the, the card oh, you know yeah. i was like no give me your the card. townies the townies <laughs> right, which is like right. a huge thing in boston is like the townies are the rough kids and stuff like that and that's what he was remember they were like in the beginning they're like oh you cut your hair because mm -hmm. he's not you know he's out of school he's at a fancier school now so, yeah, it's just kind of weird that they make him such a shallow person and so one-dimensional in that way. It's like, oh, yeah, I just need money, so I will join this group. Even though, like, they, they literally, like, his buddy tells him, like, it's, if it's secret, it can't be good. Yeah. And he's like, well, I gotta. This is the equivalent of someone breaking into your house and running up the stairs. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it was about the money for him. I think it was about the opportunity. For him because when he gets the money when he gets that twenty thousand dollars in his bank account it's a total surprise to him he doesn't even he didn't know that, that was coming he didn't know about the cars he didn't know about you know the hookers the party that came in like he didn't know about those things i think for him it was more of like a okay so if you compare him to caleb who's his brother right they like match him up as brothers so caleb has all the money he has the father that like you know, cleans up all of his messes that gives him everything. And he's the complete opposite without the father. And he's sort of in the same, like right now he's kind of at the same level as Caleb. Like he's been matched with him. They're brothers now. So even though Caleb has all these opportunities and all these like, you know, all this money and all this, all the girls and everything, he doesn't. So I think that's kind of what he wanted. He wanted to be at the same level as Caleb. So when he, you know, gets out of college and he can go be a lawyer somewhere, he's going to have more opportunities, going to have more, you know, string. Like, remember how they talked about how they all kind of help each other out and they all sort mm -hmm. of like bring up the next generation of skulls. Right. I think that's what it was. I think he like, if we're going to look at it deeply, which it's not really a deep movie, but that's what this he, is. <laughs> he was looking for a support system. He was yeah. looking for people to support him and to care about him. Like you saw like when they, in the one scene when the um, Craig T. Nelson is like, you're coming home with us for Thanksgiving. Like how much you want to bet he's mm -hmm. had shitty Thanksgivings his whole yep. life. Like he didn't have a dad and his mom right. died. He's probably had like terrible Christmas and Thanksgiving. And then to be like welcomed into this like family as an equal, that's where it's sort of like, that's where his draw was. He wanted to be an equal with these people. Right. And he's struggling, like, how do I get into law school? How do I pay for law school? Yes. I mean, who the hell knows how he got into Yale, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rowing. He got into Yale by rowing, rowing. clearly. What do you guys think of the whole, um, like, initiation process of running, like, the phone call? He's talking to his friends. He gets a phone call. He's got to just 
dart around, has no idea what he's doing, ends up passed out by drinking whatever. Yeah, that what what do we think that was? <laughs> like I'm kind of like that's it. <laughs> that's all you have to do. It's it feels <laughs> like a kid came up with it. Yeah. It's a secret society, and we make you drink a secret potion, and then we put you in a coffin, and then you put a, and then we brand you, and then you're in. Yeah, you're rebirth, reborn, reborn, rebirth. <laughs> but I was like, you had to run like two places. That's it. Yeah. Oh, oh, but then so they have to get the weather vane right off that uh, building. Oh yeah. So they crawl up what um, four stories high on top of a building, and they fall into a moat. And they have this weather vane and they've survived, but yet Will fell one floor off the top of the stairs in the right. war room and died. Like, or got like seriously injured and died later. But like, doesn't really match up. <laughs> like watching it, I'm like, yeah. okay, they just fell off about four stories into a moat, which is probably only two to three feet deep. Like <laughs> the moat couldn't have been that deep. As a movie guy, I would probably say we can only have like one fall in this movie, and we have to save it for the guy that's going to die. Yes. <laughs> not for the not for the cool stunt. Yes. The cool stunt like, falling into no a one room. else did anything. Just those two guys were the yeah. only people that actually did anything, and everyone else got in. Like that's bullshit. Yes, I agree with that hundred percent. They all got in because <laughs> those two guys crawled up the top of that building or the bell tower. What do you do? <laughs> I was just saying which scene. So now here's the scene where I'm on the scene where Will dies. He's in the in the room. So it's kind of so Will gets like super jealous. And like yes. as soon as this happened, I mean, this is the fucking podcast. This is like he's literally <laughs> jealous because his friend is gonna be one of the cool kids. He's like, Oh, you're gonna hang out, you're gonna hang out with Caleb now. Like he's <laughs> so jealous. Like whose college is that small? That's a very like high school mentality of like having a Not cool college. kid. That doesn't happen in college. You don't have this like high and mighty cool rich guy in college. It's just way too spread out. There's no unless I don't know, Kelly, you said your school was small. Was there something oh. like that there? Uh, I mean, I went to a school with like sixteen hundred kids, so it literally was high school again. I mean our cool kids were like the soccer team because we didn't have a football team. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was high school all over again. Everyone knew everyone's business. Mm, not well, to that. Yeah, that sucks. So I, can't, I really, really liked my college for that aspect because it was like, it was a lot of people like me where we sort of wanted to be adults and like on our own and not really do like the school or the like high school type thing. So it was a lot of kids who like went there and then started working and like living off campus. And even though it was a, it was a four year institution, just had that kind of vibe where we were all sort of like adults just kind of going to school. Yeah. I actually liked the small school feel because I felt like I could go to any party. I went to a lot of parties um, and like, it didn't matter. Everyone knew each other no matter what. Um, so I liked that aspect, but yeah. I, it got old too, though, because if you didn't want people to know what happened over the weekend, everyone knew anyway. Everybody knew. Oh, see, that it was completely different. Like, we barely had house parties. Like, there was a few here and there, but, like, we lived in Myrtle Beach. We had bars, mm. so we were at bars all the time. I had a fake ID, like, the week I got there, so I was in bars immediately. We had a lot of house <laughs> It was just like kind of, I don't know if it's just like um, a different thing because it was like in the South, if it's just kind of like a different way of living how they are down there versus yeah. like up here. Might be. Yeah. My cousin is going to ECU right now and that's where Kate went too. Yeah, where Kate went, yeah. Yeah, and she's like always oh, at bars. Sorry, Lindsay, I'm totally blowing up your spot. Thank you. Oh, I was uh, always at bars. Like that's just where we hung yeah. out. The, well, that's what you we did. Went down, we were always at bars too with Kate. So, yeah. yeah. God, yeah, is there like a 118 or something? Am I mixing up Bloomsburg and I don't know. We <laughs> Kate, actually, Kate and Megan McDougal drove down to Myrtle Beach one time and hung out with me when she was at ECU. I think it was our freshman year. 
yeah. he and Megan McDougall came down and hung yeah. out with me. Yeah. We loved going to ECU and we loved going to Bloomsburg. Yeah, it was fun. Bloomsburg was a big party school too. That mm -hmm. was like, and I kind of felt like Bloomsburg was like Wissahickon's 13th grade. Like there's a lot of people from Wissahickon yeah. that went to Bloomsburg. Yeah, there were, we always ran into people when we went out. That's like that with all the state schools, Westchester, mm -hmm. Bloomsburg, Kutztown, yeah. Temple, yeah. Penn State. Uh, yeah, I feel like they all, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys were the, were the oddballs. There yeah. were other people who went to E-Town, surprisingly. Um, not the whole time, though. Like, Ann Patterson, freshman year, went oh, to yeah. Oh. yeah, I remember when Ann went. To, I'm, that's when you said it. I remember it. I was like, oh, I think that's where Ann went. Did she go? Mm -hmm. You said freshman year? Did she transfer? I think she transferred after freshman year, yep. Yeah, I went to a school with nobody else from Wissahickon. No one. But see, that's I, didn't, like, I didn't see anybody from Wissahickon. Once I got to Temple, I would run into people from time to time at Monco. I'd see them. And that was the biggest factor of not taking classes at Temple Ambler because I would run into people. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this is like Monco. So once I went to main campus and took all my classes there, the only person I ever ran into was Marissa Sadati and, um, oh, God, Lisa McCracken. Mm -hmm. She does, like, yoga classes online now in the quarantine. But I used to run into them. They, used to, they lived, like, next door to my best friend in college. Was wow. Lisa younger than us? Yeah, her and Marissa, yeah. I think, were, a year, were, like, two or three years younger. They, I think maybe even, like, freshmen when we were seniors. Did you guys like the Creed montage when they're after they get to be after they become skulls and they get yes. the presumably the prostitutes are all signed? Yeah. And Joshua Jackson's like, this is gonna be all right. <laughs> so I was dying laughing. I did not even remember that scene. And it happened, and I was like, what are all these like prostitutes coming in here? And why is Caleb walking off with two when his dad is in the room? Like, what would do that? I, when I watched the scene, I was like, when I watched this in high school, did I even know that they were prostitutes? Nope. Or was I like, oh, look at those girls? Like, hmm. yeah. Again, like, who thought that that was like, who, I mean, like, it really does feel idea. like a high schooler wrote this. Like, yeah, and then they have girls that they have to have sex with them because they're skulls now. <laughs> Right? They like, yeah, that's like part of their initiation. They get to just have sex with these prostitutes. And like, why did his prostitute know about him and like know everything about him? They tell him what he likes. All right. So yeah, because he got like the only brunette. I'm pretty sure she was like the only brunette that came in, which is funny because Leslie Bibb is a blonde and he likes I Leslie Bibb in the movie. She probably watches Dawson's Creek. Yeah, the Katie Holmes thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Leslie Bibb, too. This was one of her, like, earliest roles. This is before, like, Ricky Bobby and, like, all the stuff that she did. Yes, that's what she was in. I, that's, I bet she, that's she, why my husband perked up, because he likes yes. me. <laughs> she is gold in Ricky Bobby. She is absolutely fantastic in that role. <laughs> all right, so right now they're in the cage thing, where they get to learn about each other, and they get to ask whatever they want. Ooh. And I'm wondering if everybody can hear it because they lower them underground. So can everybody up above like hear it? I guess they're not. I feel like they're not supposed to be able to. Let me let me ask this. When Will, that's his name, right? The friend? Yes. Why when Will is in the cave and he's like going around, why is he dictating everything if he has a camera? Notes me for himself one of the pictures be really good notes that's true that's true and it would have been great to have that on film for when he you know he's talking like a lawyer like i'm waiting for him to say like period comma doesn't that make him like a he's legit like, he's reporter like, hey, let's is that what reporters do i don't know <laughs> i should have booked a reporter to get in on this for realism we yeah. already know about the rowing. The rowing was realistic. How realistic is the reporting? <laughs> Not very good. And he definitely, um, what was it? When Caleb walks in and he's like, <laughs> like you're like, shut the F up. <laughs> so sorry, I am lost. I don't know how I got down here. I like, I got to get out. Can you show me the way? Which brings me to another thing though, is like the tapes. 
So they have these, those cameras and they have the tapes of everything that happens in the room. Why would they tape anything that happens in that room? <laughs> like Blackmail. Mm, that's right. They, I think they mentioned that too, that they want to be able to use that against you. Blackmail. That's like, uh, uh, what's the Scientology documentary? And they, they give you the test and ask you all these things about your life and they record them and then they know everything about you. So that they can, in theory, the hint, the wink, wink is that they can use it against you later. So in this, I imagine it's the same type of thing. Obviously, like the people in charge aren't going to use it against themselves. So they feel safe. But maybe they could have done a better job at securing the tapes so that it appeared that the only person with access was like, was coach. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's in this just university, university library. Library. Yeah, where anybody can. False bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, that's actually a good point. I never even like put that together that that's why they would have those tapes. Did you ever have to like go on the run? from a secret society and <laughs> like bust like maybe bust out your pseudo boyfriend out of a psych ward that scene he went method in that scene because if you look closely he, was he has he has drool coming out of his mouth if you look closely you can see that when he's like bent over in the wheelchair there's drool coming out of his mouth and when i saw that i was like you know what i thought i, I go I bet the lighting guy gave him that tip. Hey, man. Hey, Josh. Josh, you should, like, drool a little bit. Like, I know a guy that was in a ward once. He drew. He would, like, drool. You should drool. It'll look better. Thanks, man. <laughs> it looks so realistic. And then the senator coming to break you out. That's realistic, too. So that guy is, like... <laughs> like you don't know if he's on your team or if he's not on your team. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Now, he was the dad in Fear with Reese Witherspoon. Oh my God, yes. Yes, and he was like kind of sexy in Fear. Oh, you like I remember thinking he was kind of sexy in Fear. He's you like the salt sexy in this. He is like just literally Bill Clinton, right? Yes. He's <laughs> just Bill thing. Clinton. We just need a saxophone and then we're good. Yeah, but it's blatant, right? <laughs> I just thought, well, I went, Jesus Christ, this guy's landed in heavy. Yeah, and he's the only Southern one, but somehow he's like the senator of Massachusetts, right? Because that's where they are? Is that where they are? <laughs> Do you guys ever watch The Practice? The cop in this is from The Practice. Yeah, what is his name? He's in a Wait, lot of The stuff Practice, too. like... The David E. Kelly show? Yeah. It was like a spinoff of Boston Public. Oh. Which was yeah. a spinoff of maybe Ally McBeal? Yes. And then eventually became Boston Legal. Wow, you're really taking me back. I was very into the practice. His name was was Eugene in the practice. Um, And I can't remember what else he was in, except for I think he's in The Rock, the Nick Cage movie. Nick Cage, Sean Connery. Hmm. The Rock? You guys don't know The Rock? Yes. Oh. Oh, No, I do know The Rock. I know. He's one of the Marines in that in that group that takes uh, Alcatraz hostage. So yes. it was super 90s to see that guy. That was cool. I haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs> and Shooter McGavin as the, the um, what is it, the provost? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love when he makes a cameo. I'm like, oh, Shooter McGavin. Here you are again. <laughs> it's so weird how how like ingrained the school is. Like Yale would ever risk this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I was just like, shit. I have other backgrounds. Yeah, more backgrounds. I love it. Ooh, See, we wow. have to keep going because you're That's you're so prepared. We have to keep going with, yes. with the synopsis. So right now, I'm actually at the point where he brought the video to the guy yeah. from the practice, Eugene, right, mm-hmm. and. Eugene, I guess, switches the tape out, and it, it's a staticky tape. <laughs> because, and I don't really know why, because they... So, what I gather is that they can't expose the skulls. Okay. The skulls are secret. Mm-hmm. So, so You can't let this story about the skulls killed my friend, the skulls have framed me. That can't be a thing. Okay. But... And I think also, I think the senator is playing games here. 
and trying to hedge his bets. And so if this fails, then he can kick into action and save him, quote unquote. But if yeah. he dies, if Joshua Jackson dies, well, then he can still just claim ignorance. So that was not something that I ever picked up on in high school. But when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, because at the very end, Joshua Jackson is like, you used me to that guy. Uh-huh. And he's like, <laughs> gives him the worst monologue ever walking down the steps. And he's like, if you, if I ever call you for a favor. <laughs> God damn it. Someone reshoot that scene. <laughs> I never understood that before. And now, like, now as an adult watching it, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. He kind of wanted to push Coach out and... You know, that whole, I think he's kind of masking it, not really. He's saying he wants them to bring up a good generation of skulls, but I don't think that that's. No, he just wants power. Yeah, exactly. And if Joshua Jackson fails, he needs to be able to deny it so because he doesn't want to lose all of his power in the skulls. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, they'll kill him too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they'll kill anybody, but we don't really learn much about anyone else in the in the skulls. No. You know, there's like they get you know initiated with six other guys. We don't yeah, know anything. They develop those characters. Oh wait, I can't. You don't. Don't block him, Kelly. No. <laughs> so uh, he gets the uh, he gets the real the real cryptic advice. I love how like he gets the advice from the senator, and then he's like, I know exactly what that means. Yeah. And so, and so he decides, so the gist of all this, we've skipped around the whole plot, but essentially Caleb, Caleb accidentally, he didn't even do anything. His friend, his friend stole his shit, ran from him, Mm -hmm. fell off the balcony when Caleb left and told his dad, his dad then killed the kid. Yeah. He was still alive. alive. He was still alive. That's like the worst part. That's what makes it a lifetime movie. Like it wasn't, he was still alive. That's a very memorable part of the whole thing. I forgot. I I did too. I forgot all about that. The whole time I'm thinking that Paul Walker was lying and I'm like, oh, this kid's such an asshole. And I go, oh my God, he's a complete pawn in this entire thing. He's he's his dad's pawn for sure. He kind of seems like he's always been. But how sad, like as an adult now watching it, and Kelly, you're probably the same. You've got like the mom heart now. So like watching when Will was like reaching up, he's like laying on the ground, like reaching up for Shooter McGavin to help him and Shooter like breaks his neck. I was like, oh, my mom heart, my mom heart. I can't handle that because like that's somebody's baby, you know? Like it's just, it's watching stuff like that's a lot harder for me. I know. <laughs> oh. oh, look at your background now. I know. Oh, look at those guys. But I was like, oh, I thought, you know, Pacey, Joshua Jackson was good looking, but Paul Walker, Paul Walker is gorgeous. He's yeah. just like gorgeous. Always has been. What'd you guys think of the uh, the crew? He's like, focus, focus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got distracted. You're all good. I love it. This is a great time. Would you guys yeah. think of the would you guys think of the crew that his his old friends and the whole caper little Italian jobish? None of those people were like were memorable or recognizable or anything. Like when they came back and he like, you know, used them, I was like, oh they could have been a little bit more, they could have had more stage presence, or they just could have been and- a little bit more exciting i don't know they were he, like really trust them to step into some like intense situations i'm like yeah oh. well also if they could just beat the shit out of these professional like i'm assuming hitmen what the fuck's the problem come at me bro <laughs> like i'll be i would tell him i'd be like i'm in my dorm come find me <laughs> come I'll get be, me oh fuck i beat your boys up in the alley and then i had a girl come pick me up and drive me away like it was the wildest shit where they just beat them up. Yeah. Which, see, I think I'm actually at that scene now. So right now I'm at the scene. Yeah, Shooter McGavin is chasing Leslie Bibb. And she, did you guys notice how terrible her running is when she's running outside? If you haven't, you got to rewatch it because she definitely, like, does this, like, sideways running. <laughs> what do you guys just think of the... So did you guys ever have any thoughts about, like, the whole dormitory area and... 
Um, how they live in like apartments in here? Like how the beautiful like, woodworking and like you would never the, trust the, a college the, kid with that yeah, shit. No. And the shoot my, them up and down. My dorm room was like cinder block. Yeah. It was like Because we white. ruined that shit. You yeah. don't give us good <laughs> No. We had like four bunk beds in my room. It was like, you know, IKEA furniture and like four bunk beds and like white, you know, the cinder block walls. Not like gorgeous apartments that have a dumb waiter what apartment has a dumb waiter like okay that would have come in handy in my life in college but you're what i said that would have come in handy but we did not but i will say like when i went when i was in college i moved off campus my first year and i moved into a house a block away from the ocean like i was on the beach i could hear the ocean from my bedroom so there are some nice <laughs> places. So why did you to Philadelphia again? I moved back. I know. I know. But Myrtle Beach is not the kind of place you want to live, like, after college. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely, a, like, a tourist town, which mm. is fun. And a lot of my friends actually still live there. But it, I definitely was like, I got to get out of here. Nothing's going to happen here. <laughs> like, time to go so now we're up to yeah she's driving the car in one of the best car chases i've i think i've seen in a few movies because that car comes at her and like tries to run her off the road leslie bib in this and then like for whatever reason chases her down a um like a railroad mm-hmm. and like crashes into the thing and that's where we find out eugene is working for and it's, yeah, and it's so just like, hey, man, I believed you all along, even though I'm a total shithead. Yeah. And then he doesn't even really help him. He just kind of no. like... No! You're like, like wait, wait, wait. What your are, neck's what's... probably broken. You probably have a concussion. Get in the fucking car and go challenge that guy to a duel. You're probably... You're <laughs> still sedated. Wipe the drool. Go ahead and get in Shooter McGavin's car. Go steal it. It the, it runs just fine. It didn't just go over a cliff and down, you know, some railroad tracks. It runs just fine. Take it away. We're going to clean up dead Shooter McGavin. You're going to take his car. This is legit the part of the movie that I thought the hardest about of what is exactly happening right now. What the, the f- duel? You yeah. mean the duel the with duel? like the no, um, like delayed the reaction because you were just on the just the the Eugene part in general uh, of like yeah. what was going on with Bill Clinton and why is this guy helping him all of a sudden like the covert like I I thought about that for about twelve minutes. What was your thought process for twelve minutes? Well, I, I explained minutes. it. I, I mean, I figured it all out exactly how I explained it to you that that the senator was trying to cover his basis and. And the guy couldn't reveal the skulls, but it took. I didn't know that just watching it. it. I was like really thinking about it. So, do you think that the whole story is actually the senator trying to get Craig T. Nelson out and just like springing on an opportunity? Yeah, like it's not actually about That's his motivation. Yeah. yeah, if Joshua Jackson died, he would have never cared. He would have. He wouldn't have given a shit. Nope. A true senator. Southern, though. Well, <laughs> a true Southern senator. Southern, southern from in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Somehow elected into Massachusetts. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think the guy, that was a surprising part, because I think back then, I was probably like, oh, I knew I liked that guy. Like, I, in high school, I probably thought that that guy, that the senator was, like, tricking everyone else, including yeah. the viewer. And, oh, he got me. He's a good guy after all. When in reality, watching it now as an, as an adult, the guy's yeah. a manipulator, a liar, and he's just hedging his bets. So and- many more things we didn't understand at that point. Oh, we were yeah. so naive. We were so naive. So, so naive. naive. <laughs> but that's I mean, true. I, it's like... I think I took some tips away from this. I'm going to... This is like some Sun Tzu type of shit. I'm going to use some of this guy's tactics. <laughs> he was. He was very sly. Very sly. How he took him out, how he went out to, to eat. And yep. like, oh, that's the other thing. The line that he says, I use this line. I, I use this phrase, the proverbial the shit. The proverbial shit. <laughs> I use that line. Anytime you want to kick the proverbial shit, you want to shoot the proverbial, <laughs> proverbial shit, shit. You call. 
I use that very frequently. And I didn't know. I didn't remember because of the skulls. It's a good line. 100%. That line stuck with me too, because I feel like I've definitely, over these many years of of enjoying this movie, but not like watching it all the time, that line, for whatever reason, like sticks out to me. And Mm -hmm. I like have used it before. Definitely I've thought it before. I've definitely like, never used that line before. It's it's one of my like bar one of my bar phrases of like the way I like to like drink and hang out with All people. Right. Maybe so, like I get it from Maybe one one term I like to use is from that thing you do. I like to call it the oh, cock and bull. Wow. The cock and bull because that's what Dell Dell Paxson's oh, doing the cock and bull at the jazz bar. Um and holding court. Is another is another like phrase like what I tell you say oh, I don't like to play bar games I like to hold court, uh, hmm. but then the other one is shoot the proverbial shit. So hmm. funny. I'll just sit here with uh my bud Josh. <laughs> just had a baby yesterday, guys. Who did? Joshua Jackson. So oh, you didn't even reply to my text. Like whatever. No, no, I was going to reply to it today because I read the story. To, I read it today. <laughs> And then I said, oh, I'm going to talk to her in a minute. And I didn't want to ruin it. Because what I was going to text you was I just watched Queen and Slim. I had no idea that he was married to her. Mm-hmm. And before he was dating, what, Diane Kruger? For I don't years? know. I'm not up on the Joshua Jackson love life. I need to get into it. Yeah. So Joshua Jackson... He, he enacts the rules, which says that this thing can only end with a duel. And all of his sedation has worn off. Yeah, fresh off of some, some crazy drugs. He just... I'm actually on the duel scene right now. It's What's playing that? right now. Paul Walker never really gets to level up as with the knowledge. He doesn't really know... That like his dad, he asked his dad, like, was that guy dead? And his dad's like, Oh, of course, I didn't do it. Of course he was dead. But like he never really like it seems wrong that Paul Walker's even in this duel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it shouldn't be him. Oh, and then he like goes with a gun to his head. Oh. That was really sad. So Joshua really Jackson, Joshua, they do the duel, they start the duel, they do their paces, uh, they turn, Joshua Jackson holds his hands up and Drops the gun, says, don't shoot. He yeah. doesn't shoot. He wins. Uh, was it, is it the dad tries to then shoot him? So, no, the dad, like, tells him he wasn't worth it. That's oh, what he yeah, says. He exactly. Him, he says, like, you weren't worth it. And Paul Walker, like, takes the gun, walks down to the dual spot, and, like, puts it to his head and goes to shoot himself. So, so now here, right. I'm actually at the scene now where he's telling him, uh, Bill Clinton is telling him, like, you know, they're kind of... Tell your husband to come in, because I know yeah, he has... He won't. Come idea. here. Honey, come here. No, he won't. Gone. Kelly, I'm dealing with the same thing. My husband's like, just throw me my clothes. <laughs> like, hey, sorry. <laughs> come here. Nope, gone. Hi. <laughs> sorry, I interrupted. Cause... Oh, you're fine. So, um... So yes, he literally says, I taught you how to make the world work for you. So this was all him, like Bill Clinton teaching Pacey, like how to manipulate and how to be a leader in the skulls. This is like the classic, like shitty dad, like, hey, I told you the whole time, you just had to man up, get your ass kicked a yeah. couple times and learn how to fight. Yeah. So, Which is so sad for Joshua Jackson in this because he, you know, he lost his best friend. He like, and it's his fault. His friend died, you know, not like, you know, it's not his fault. Will was making some pretty dumb decisions, but that like. That is such an afterthought at this point. Like it seemed, yeah. like, I totally forgot till you mentioned it, that this is all about how the friend died. The friend is dead. Yeah. Yeah. His friend has died and he has to like, yeah. And he's just trying to avenge him, you know? Also. Um, also, I think it, it probably goes without saying that there's not going to be any police activity. Like, no one's going to the cops about this. This is just yeah, how Joshua no. Jackson has to leave it. Like, he won the duel, I guess. The duel was a draw. <laughs> Joshua Jackson's like, 
but I still have a semester left of college. I have to like. Are you still fine for my law school? <laughs> He's like, but wait, can I still have that that acceptance letter to any law school that I wanted to go to? Can I still go to any of them? So this movie has finished. So we've been, <laughs> had the movie on the whole time we've been talking, and it's over. <laughs> it's great. It's short. It was definitely like a. She probably should have been on Lifetime. Like a Lifetime, lifetime movie. movie. Where would you Where would you rank this on a scale of one to ten on '90s movies? Ooh, no, this is pretty up there. I think, and it actually has a pretty good um, soundtrack too. What's What's your top nine? What's your... I watched the movie and I texted you, Brad. And I was like, "Still a great movie," because I was like, "This is great." It was great. <laughs> I watched it. I remember I was zooming with friends. And I left the Zoom to go watch this by myself that night. The night you watched it, I was like, that sounds kind of fun. I'm just going to watch this. It was great. I watched it at like 11 o'clock by myself on a Saturday night in quarantine. <laughs> in quarantine. It wasn't. It was, wasn't it? It was like our first weekend, I think. Wow. Chrissy, what's your, favorite, what's your favorite high school movie? Movie from like where- movie during high school. So, like, movie that took place in high school or a movie that I watched in high school? A movie that came out when you were in high school. Okay. Hands down, I know the answer to this one. So, Karen and I watched this movie all the time. It was so funny, and it's still so funny. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Ah, uh, yep. Yep, yep. That's a good one. She would have been much better answering that question. I didn't remember any movies, but every time you say one, I'm like, oh, yes, that was amazing. It was a good movie. That was such a funny movie. That movie, I'm trying to think what else we watched. Oh, no, this, no, that would have been middle school, I think. I saw, like, Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, like, seven times in the theater. Wow. So many times, more like three times. But that's, that's an old one. one. Yeah. yeah. That one, I remember, I just really like, I just thought it was really funny. Um, and then, I'm trying to think what else I would have watched in high school. I remember one night, <laughs> one night, we were hanging out at Natalie's house. It was like me, Natalie, Kevin, Karen, Leah, Evan. And um, we were like, let's watch a movie. Let's, let's watch a movie. And they pulled out The Omen. Like Natalie had The Omen or something. And we watched The Omen. The original. You know, the little kid Damien. The original. Terrifying. The original. It's a terrifying movie. And then room, Natalie had this like really cool room on the side of her house. It was um, like a soundproof room. But her like house was surrounded by trees. So it was fucking terrifying. And <laughs> watching that movie, I will never forget driving home that night. I'm driving Kevin home and we were like so scared <laughs> the entire time. So that even though it didn't come out in high school, that that movie reminds me of high school a lot. Um I'm trying to think I don't think there's anything else that really stands out too much. Can't hardly wait was definitely one that we watched in high school a lot. Can't hardly wait's a big one for me. How about you, Kelly? you asked me this question before and I was not good at answering I put like some movies I've thought of as like 10 things I hate about you I loved that movie wait so I had an original the original question was where do you rank this now now that we know what your top movies are mine are probably like she's all that um oh I like she's all that and like scream is up there this is over scream or I mean the other. I love screams. Screams like really good. Okay. And scream, cruel intentions, which we've talked about a couple times. That was one of my favorites too. Can't hardly wait was like up there for me too. Like I've watched mm-hmm. that a lot. Sean Higgins made me a bootleg tape of Can't Hardly Wait and Armageddon, and I remember like watching that, watching that tape every night going to bed I, like he gave me the tape and I didn't give it back to him for like three months and I would just watch it every night it was those were the best movies <laughs> oh, <but> Armageddon <laughs> Armageddon I was really into Liv Tyler so then that, Pearl that Harbor would have come around also, I love that thing you do also I love that thing you do did I already use this one I can't remember I like it you've got so many great pictures of him Kelly <laughs> <laughs> I like him with a beard, though. 
where would you rank this like on a number scale of a one to 10, 10 being your favorite movie of all time, your favorite 90s movie? Where do you rank this? This is just the way I make decisions. I need to lay out all of the movies that I like and then rank them accordingly. Bracket. We need to do a a, bra- a March Madness bracket. What was that other movie with, um? Oh, there's 10 Things I Hate About You and then Julia, what's her name? Um, Styles. So, she, oh, oh, Save the Last Dance. Save the Last Dance. <gasps> Save the last dance. So that movie was one of my favorites. You can uh, so get back into it. Club. I can do it. Put your ass into it. I and can do it. Put your back into Harry it. Harry Washington is in that movie, what? and she's really? phenomenal in it. Out. So <laughs> I think we should watch either Urban Legend or Cruel Intentions, because right. I want to see. Ooh. I don't remember him in Cruel Intentions, and I kind of want to see what yeah. he did with that. That's a good one. Let's do Cruel Intentions. Okay. okay. 